Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 27th of January. As the Flyers last night in Minnesota, a game that had a little bit of everything, including something that hasn't happened in eight years for the Flyers. Four fights in one game. What? Three of them within 16 seconds. Nick DeLaurier and Ryan Reeves, I get that one. Wade Allison then got the gloves off, and then Zach McEwen, I get that one. And then Patrick Brown in, later in the game. Like I said, though, first time that's happened since 2015. And when you look at it, you go, why did it happen? These two teams aren't incredibly familiar with each other. There's not a lot of scar tissue built up between these two teams. It's almost like the Minnesota Wild players ran through the Flyers' hotel last night and pulled fire alarms and prevented them from getting a good night's rest. And it spilled onto the ice. I have no idea. We did get some news in the game on Wade Allison. He did come back after his, it wasn't even really much of a fight. It was more of a punch and fall on a guy. Uh, But he ended up with a lower body injury. Did come back after his fight, like I said. Uh, but then left the game, did not return, did not play any of the third period. Zach McEwen did not come back after his fight, upper body injury, so neither player finished the game. So the Flyers with a short bench in the third period, trying to come back from a one-goal deficit. They ended up getting it tied, but um, we'll have to keep an eye on Wade Allison, Zach McEwen, and if they're going to be available coming up on the game on Saturday night in Winnipeg. Um, I guess the good news is is that they're up against their their break before the All-Star break, and half the league has a few days before All-Star, and then half the league has a few days after All-Star. Flyers have the few days before and then into All-Star weekend, and then they'll come back that Monday after the All-Star break um, and get back at it. It'll be eight days in between games. It'll be a four-game homestand when they return as well. Uh, so we'll see what the status is. You know, 17 straight games for the Flyers, not only with the same roster on the ice, but the same line combinations to begin the game. So obviously that was a little bit thrown in the blender when you don't have two forwards available in Wade Allison and Zach McEwen in the game. So some different combinations in this uh, Minnesota loss for the Flyers. But uh, we'll see if they're if they're not available to go. Who draws into the lineup? Does uh, perhaps... Uh, look at a situation that where you get Kiefer Bellows back into the lineup. He was called up a while ago, uh, but has not gotten into a game. I think he was called up right around the holiday break. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. That'll find uh, we'll find that out in due time. Flyers in the game. They outshoot Minnesota 30 to 23, 29 23 with the faceoffs, 19 hits aside, and total of 28 penalty minutes each side as well. Flyers did open the scoring when Noah Cates had a puck kind of hit off him. Rasmus first line and shot after a really bad turnover on a zone clear from Minnesota. And Cates ends up uh, getting a touch on the puck, if you will, and it ends up over the goal line. Flyers go up 1-0. Head to the second period, 3:39 in. Matt Boldy picks up his 15th goal of the season, and that got the game tied at 1. And we headed to the third with a 1-1 game. And in the third period, 4:48 in. It's Boldy, this time on the power play, picks up the goal. Puts him up 2-1. to one. It's his 16th goal of the season. I really like Matt Boldy. He's got some pretty good numbers, and he's only 21 years of age. He was drafted back 12th in the 2019 draft, and he's put up some pretty good numbers so far in the NHL. About a total of 80 games, about a total of 60 points, and uh, picking him up at 12th overall. Pretty uh, savvy selection uh, from Bill Guerin and the Minnesota Wild. Uh, plus, you put him out on the ice with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarella, and good things going to happen. It seems like whoever plays with Kaprizov 
uh, ends up with some really big points. Ryan Hartman was kind of that guy last year. He was a healthy scratch in this game. He's been a bit of a mess for the Minnesota Wild. And that one season, last year he had a great year, but uh, the rest of his career has been well below average and very regular, and he's been very regular this year. Tony D'Angelo then gets the game tied at two with uh, Carter Hart just going to the bench. Kevin Hayes comes on the ice, and he's got the puck, gets it right inside the blue line on the left side, drives to the net, looks like he's going to shoot the puck, but decides to pass it off to Tony D'Angelo, who just wires a beautiful shot up high glove on the short side on Marc-Andre Fleury. That gets the game tied. It's D'Angelo's eighth of the season, Proveroff and Hayes with the assist. And then we head to overtime. Flyers had a great chance in overtime, didn't convert. And then down the other end of the ice, Mats Zuccarello picks up the overtime winner, his 19th of the season. And that gives Minnesota the extra point. Flyers do pick up a point in the game. Matt Zuccarello, when you look at his numbers, he is 35 years of age. And we've seen Matt Zuccarello for many years. He was with the Rangers from 2010 all the way up through the 18-19 uh, season. Then he got went to Minnesota. And actually, I think he went to Dallas first and then Minnesota. And he's been there now for four years. And his first year in Minnesota, 60, or 37 points in 65 games. Then 35 points in 42 games. Pretty good. And that's the first year that Kirill Kaprizov comes into the league. And then the next season, playing with Kaprizov, 70 games, 79 points. And then this year, 44 games, and now he's got 46 points. 45 games, 46 points. And he's just having an unbelievable year. I mean, he had a 59-point year with the Rangers, a 61 and another 59. But at 34 years of age last year, to all of a sudden bang in a 79-point season is pretty astounding. And you look at that guy that he plays along with. And that is Kirill Kaprizov, who has just been unreal. 108-point season in his second year in the NHL last year. In his third season, well over a point-per-game player. And he is one of those guys that makes the players around him not only a little bit better, but significantly better. And you're seeing it with Zuccarello. You saw it last year with Ryan Hartman. You're seeing it this year with Zuccarello and others. And he is just a magical player. Taken in the fifth round, you know, Chuck Fletcher drafted him there, but a lot of people didn't know if he would ever come over from the KHL. So he's been a great find for that Minnesota Wild team. He is an X-Factor player and certainly uh, fits the bill of high-end talent because he is magical when he's out there on the ice. Very scary player for the opposition uh, when he is out there. So Flyers go down against the Minnesota Wild. Like I said, they'll be back on Saturday when they take on the Winnipeg Jets again. Saw the Jets just last week. Big team up the middle. Flyers will look to, you know, they come all the way back in that game, down 3 nothing in, in the first period. Make it 3-1 after one period of play. Come battling all the way back. Get it to 3-3. And then that goal that uh, Felix Sandstrom gave up, which he didn't like, nobody liked. And uh, that's one of the reasons why the Flyers end up going down in that game. So I, I have the sneaking suspicion that Torts will go with Carter Hart coming up on Saturday, uh, probably because it's against Winnipeg and where that goal uh, took place or the team it took place against last time uh, against Felix Sandstrom. Torts didn't seem very pleased with that one at all. Uh, I want to get to this question that I got from uh, David Levesque on Twitter. He sent me this DM. He said, hey, Jason, great work on Flyers Daily. I look forward to listening every day. A couple of goalie questions for you. First, why do you think Sandstrom moved his stick on the fourth goal by the Jets the other day? 
He said, all I can think of is he was trying to cheat and thinking pass. The other is, uh, and then he has another question about hearts. Let's take the Sandstrom one first. Yeah, he opens up the stick there because you're trying to prevent any cross ice pass there. Plus, he sees that puck and that stick is being attacked by one of his players. So he does move his stick. Um, And what you want to do is you open your blade a little bit. So, A, you don't deflect it through your legs. And, B, you can kind of be have an active stick in that situation and prevent a cross ice pass um, it can be a big weapon for a goalie so I think that's why he did it as far as his second question for David says uh, all I can think or excuse me he says the other is Hart playing great this season but he seems to be way out of position sometimes more than I remember in the past is he overplaying the first shot luckily it hasn't hurt him too much Cheers, Dave. Thanks for the note Dave um, Carter I think the one you're referring to maybe that made you send that note is the one uh, against the Kings where Kempe took it behind the net and eventually centered it to Andrzej Kopitar, and Hart overplayed it on the rush attempt. Now, that byfield pass came in through that seam very quickly. Hart had to react and and get on Kempe right away as he kind of shot through the seam on, on a nice little feed through there. And then when Kempe decided to go around the net, for the goalie, he's overplaying that a little bit, but he's hoping he's got a guy on the other side of that net to cut that play off below the goal line. He didn't on that situation. And sometimes you will overplay those rap attempts because especially when they're quick hitters like that. Um, I haven't really noticed any situations where he seems to be overplaying, you know, being overly aggressive. I think he's still very under control and his movements are still very precise and, and, you know, you know, he beats passes on his skates and those things. I think that we're just seeing a little bit like a, an elevated compete level to his initial read sometimes. And I think you see an elevated compete level in scramble situations. Not that he wasn't trying before, but it, there's a for technical goaltenders and goaltenders that move as well as Carter does, a lot of times the reliance is so much on your efficiency and movement and getting to your spots that you don't have to go into desperation mode. Well, I think he's realizing that if he couples that desperation mode with his efficiency, then he can be even better. Because I think that's what's been the biggest difference in his game this year is the the joining of those two mindsets together at the proper time. Look, sometimes it'll burn you. Sometimes you will, you know, try and compete too hard and be overly aggressive and take too much ice and have too far to travel, all those things. But overall, the combination of those two things is what makes what can make him an elite goaltender because he'll have that combination of efficiency and movement, the patience on his skates, but also the ability to snap into desperation at the proper times on proper reads. If he can do those two things and balance them perfectly, then you've got yourself a special goaltender. That's what it takes. You have to have the full arsenal. And Hart uh, has certainly shown more of that this season than I recall at any other time. Uh, prior to this season for the Flyers. So Flyers will be in Winnipeg on Saturday. That'll be the last game before the break. We'll get eight days off between games. We'll have lots of great content for you, though. But in the meantime, everybody, thanks for listening. Enjoy your Friday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand-new edition of Flyers Day. <laughs>